Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandweke.com. And now, here's Dr. Ferdinand with today's message. Hi, my name is Dr. Ferdinand Nweke, and I'm your host on Living Truth. Thank you for joining me on today's broadcast. Now, in previous editions of Living Truth, we have been looking at um, the kingdom of God, and we've seen the priority of God's kingdom. We have seen that there can be nothing anywhere as important as the kingdom of God, which was why the Lord Jesus Christ said, Seek ye first. The word is first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. We have also sought to understand the kingdom of God, and we have seen that God's kingdom is not just somewhere we go to when we die. The kingdom of God is a present government that rules over lives, individuals, nations, families, businesses, and the entire universe. It is the government of God, the rule of God. Now, we have also seen that when there is no king, there are certain things that happen when there is no king. When the king has not arrived, people can do whatever is right in their own eyes. The Bible says in Judges chapter 17 and verse 6, Judges chapter 17 and verse 6, it says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. So everybody did what was right in his own eyes. You see, when the king has not arrived, people can do whatever they like. I mean, imagine there was no government. People can do whatever they like. There will be impunity. People will get away with anything. But as soon as you have a government, you can't do that anymore. Uh, and of course, in a kingdom, it's even more serious because a king and his kingdom, they have far more authority than presidents do in a democratic system. Remember that we have seen that a king is not a president. A king has absolute rule. And for everyone that calls himself a child of God, Jesus Christ is your king. He is our king. And we cannot live as if there was no king in our lives. So you hear the Bible said, in those days, there was no king. But you see, for a child of God who has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, those days and these days they are two very different things that's why the bible says when a person is in christ is a new creature old things have passed away all things have become new so you see those days have passed away the days when you used to do whatever you liked those days have passed away now these days are the days when the son of god rules inside your heart as king and you cannot continue to live as you like so when there is no king people behave as they like they do whatever they want to do but when the king arrives the king now takes over and that will be the subject of my teaching and sharing with you today when the king 
enters a life when the king comes so what happened when the what happens when the king comes for us to answer that question we are going to go to a passage of scripture that is the first time that israelites they had a king so we see the circumstances there is something that is called the law of first mention that means that the first time something is mentioned in the bible is very very important so we are going to go to see the first time that the israelites received the king and as believers there's a lot that we can learn from that uh, uh, institution of the monarchy in israel and that passage of scripture is in first samuel chapter 8 first samuel chapter 8 and the story is a story of when the people you know came to samuel and they said to samuel you know you're you're old now and your sons are not behaving like you so give us a king samuel was not happy with their request but god told him to go ahead so i'm reading first samuel chapter 8 and from verse 9 he says now therefore this is god speaking to samuel he says heed their voice however listen to what they are saying to you and give them a king but you shall solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. So God is saying to Samuel, you need to give them a king. Just give them the king that they have requested. But before you give them the king that they are asking for, show them the way kings operate. Tell them the behavior of the king that is going to reign over them. You see, up till this point, the people had never had a king. So God is saying to Samuel, you cannot just give them a king without showing them the protocols of kingdom life. They need to understand how kings behave. They need to understand that a king is not a president. A king is not a judge or a prophet like you, Samuel. Now they are asking for a king. They want to be like other countries, but they've never experienced a kingdom before. So show them how kings operate. Show them the behavior of the king that is going to rule over them this is very important you see when people want jesus as their king i believe that the most important thing to do is to say okay now that you want jesus christ as your king you need to understand the terms of his kingship you need to understand the principles you need to understand how he's going to rule over you because when jesus becomes your king you cannot continue to live as you like it's not as simple as just come to church raise your hand put money in the offering box no jesus is going to take over completely in your life you're going to surrender to him as lord and savior and then the full blessings and the benefits of his kingdom can come to pass in your life so listen to what Samuel now says to these people so Samuel told all the words of the lord to the people who asked him for a king and he said this will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you this is first samuel chapter 8 and now i'm reading verse 11 this will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you he will take your sons and appoint them for his own chariots and to be his horsemen and some will run before his chariots he will take your sons next he says to them he will appoint captains over his thousands and captains over his fifties he will set some to plow his ground and reap his harvest and some to make his weapons of war 
and equipment for his chariot. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He will take the best of your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves and give them to his servants. He will take, you know, notice all the he will take, he will take, he will take, he will take the best of your fields, he will take your vineyards, your olive groves, he will take a tenth of your grain and the best you know, of your harvest, and he will give to his officers and his servants. He will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men and your donkeys, and put them to his own work. He will take a tenth of your sheep, and you yourself, he will take you, you will be his servants. And you will cry out in that day because of the king whom you have whom you have selected, you will cry out in that day because of the king that you have selected, but the Lord will not listen to you in that day. Do you still want a king? <laughs> the people said to Samuel, yes, we want a king. Give us the king. Now, you see, the thing that interests me in this story is that Samuel did not hide anything. Samuel was saying to them, when a king comes, you cannot continue to do what you like. You can't continue to spend your life and your resources the way you like. You cannot continue with your own agenda. You, even your sons, he says, he will take your son. You know, I, I have a son and I love my son very much. And I can just imagine somebody take my son. And then he will make my son to run in front of his chariot. You see, chariots were drawn by horses. And the way they fought battles in those days, these horses will be running pulling the chariot and then the warriors will be shooting arrows or using swords from the chariot as they fight and now Samuel is saying to the people that the king is going to take your son and he's going to put your sons in front of his chariot. In other words, your sons will have to run faster than horses. In other words, any bullets or missiles that are coming, it will hit your son before it even hits the horses. In other words, are you prepared to sacrifice your son where you are asking for a king? He said, he will take your daughters. I have precious daughters. My daughters are very beautiful. I'm sure like your own daughters, you know, if you have children. And I can imagine, he says, he's going to take your daughters and he's going to make them cooks and perfumers to bake and to cook for him. Can you imagine? My daughter, I have plans for my daughters. I want them to go to school and be the best. But Samuel is saying to the people, when the king arrives... Even your daughters will have to be surrendered. You will have to surrender everything. He said, you will take your servants. You will take your fields. What is it that he's not going to take? Samuel said, there will be nothing left that he will not take. Even you yourselves, he's going to take you and you are going to be his servants. Are you ready to receive a king? You know, when I read this story, I saw that for many of us that say that Jesus is our king, it seems that maybe nobody told us the behavior of the king. Nobody told us that when a king comes, when a king arrives, you cannot continue business as usual. Remember, it is in those days when there was no king in Israel. When there is no king in a life, that's how you, when you can live the way you like. That's why you can spend the way you like. You can wear what you like. You can sleep with who you like. You can go wherever you like. You can you collect money however you like. You can do your business any way you like. But as soon as the king arrives, you can't continue like that. He says, he will take, he will take. And I know a question will be, okay, if he takes all of these things, what will I get? 
Ah, that is a good question. You will get the full benefits of the kingdom. Then the king can use his power to protect you. The king can use his authority to defend you. The king can ensure justice. The king will make sure that no evil befalls you because now you are under his government. So, in the same way, when Jesus takes over in a life, he takes over both assets and liabilities. This is powerful. Jesus collects your assets, he collects your liabilities. Now, the question is, what, is, what are our assets? What do we have to give to Jesus Christ? What do you, is, it, what, is it the life that we have? It belongs to him. Is it our sins that we have to offer to him? Is it the money that we have that Jesus needs? Where are our assets that Jesus is going to collect? But the fact is, whatever is going to be higher and compete with Christ in our hearts will have to be surrendered. And then look at all our liabilities, our sins, our, our death sentence for time and eternity, our helplessness in the affairs of life. When Jesus takes over, he takes over our battles. He takes over every satanic harassment. Jesus will now be the one that will answer it and confront the devil and he will take over our lives in time and he will take over our destiny for all eternity he will plead for us before the father he becomes our advocate he becomes our all in all he takes over but for us to receive the king we have to be aware that there must be total surrender and i want to ask you do you confess jesus christ as your king has he taken all? Have you surrendered all? Has he taken sons and You come and hear what Jesus said. He said, if anybody follows after me, if anybody wants to come after me. You see, Jesus never allowed anybody to follow him without confronting them with the protocols, the rules of his government. He made sure that he did not deceive anybody. He said, if anybody wants to come after me, let him deny himself. He said, anybody who loves father or mother more than me or brother or son or daughter or children or business or money anybody who loves these things more than me you cannot be under my government i cannot be your king so jesus is calling you to absolute surrender he's calling us to come under his government and for us to do that we need to understand that everything will be surrendered but i want you to listen when you receive him as king you receive the king of heaven you receive the one that owns heaven and earth the bible says the cattle on a thousand hills they belong to him so this is what it means to seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness it means to accept the king as your all in all to allow him to have his way in your life to allow him to become the absolute lord and master with everything surrendered under his government now so what is going to happen when i return uh, after this short break we are going to look further at what happens when the king comes and you will see that when the king comes your battles are no longer your battles your battles become the battles of the king and anybody that touches you is touching a citizen of the king and the king himself will use his power and use his authority and use his army to fight your battles. Why is that so? Because you are now under the authority and the government of the king. Stay with me after this short break. Uh -huh. Hi. 
This is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com Dr. Ferdinand will be back after this short break. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brings up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Large Banquet Hall, Pineal Apartment, 171 Ademola Adetokumbo Crescent, Buse 2 Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Aco Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website, www.eternityministries.org. That is, www.eternityministries.org. Or call 081-066-06076. That is, 81 066 06076. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now 081 066 or email at com. Hi, welcome back to Living Truth. Um, before the break, we're looking at what happens when the king comes. Remember, we have seen in living truth that a kingdom is very different from a democratic system. And when we look at the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not a presidential system of government. It's not a democracy. A king is not a democrat. And we saw that before the king comes, that's why the Bible says in those days, when there was no king, everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Whatever anybody felt like doing, the person did. How could that happen? Because there was no king. But you see, for somebody who comes to Jesus and receives Jesus as king, that order of things cannot continue. Why is that so? Because the king has now arrived. And we saw that, you know, when the king arrived in Israel, Samuel made it very clear to the people. He said, the king is going to take your sons, he will take your daughters, he will take, he will take, he will take everything. Even you yourselves, he will take you and you will become his servants. And the people said, yes, we want a king. And that's why when King Saul came, he took all these things that Samuel said. He took vineyards, he took people to be servants, he conscripted people to be soldiers, and he took sons and daughters, he took all kinds of things because he has now been appointed king. So you see that when the king comes, everything has to be surrendered. The principle that we are seeing here is that the, the coming of the king equals the death of self-life. The coming of the king equals the death of self-will. When the king enters into a life, our own desires come under the authority of the king. We can no longer do what we like. So I want to ask you, is Jesus king in your life? 
You see, the way to find out is to ask yourself, is everything surrendered? Am I living the way I like or I'm following the way the king has ordained for me to follow? Am I sleeping with whoever I like? For example, somebody, you're not married and you're sleeping with somebody else who is not your wife. Is that what the king said? Am I doing business the way the king has ordained? The, the, the way I operate business, the bribe that I'm giving, or, you know, all the other methods and things that I'm using in the office, is that the way the king, king, you see, it's, it's easy to go to church, it's easy to confess Jesus as king and as Lord, and even to sing in the choir, and to do all kinds of good works, but the fact is, if everything is not surrendered to the authority of the king, we are not his citizens. That's why Jesus says on the last day, some people are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Didn't we sing in the choir? Didn't we go to church in your name? Uh, Lord, I was baptized. In fact, I spoke in tongues. In fact, I was a pastor. I was even a preacher. And the king will say, I don't know you. Depart from me, you cursed. Why? Because you were doing what was right in your own eye. You were not under my authority. Now, we don't want to hear that, and that will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So, what is the solution to that situation? It is the life of absolute surrender. A life that says, Jesus, you're my king. Take everything. It's all laid down at your altar. Take my opinions. Do you know that when the king comes, even your opinion, he takes it away, and he gives you his own opinion. That's what the Bible says means when it says that we have the mind of Christ. What of our own mind? No, 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 no. We surrender our own mind. So he always says, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. Oh, no, no, no. Don't say that. Give him a piece of your king's mind. The king is in charge now. Don't forget. You are no longer the one that is in charge. That's why Brother Paul says, it is no longer I that lives, but Jesus Christ that lives in me. Why is that so? Because the king has taken over. And can I say to you, my dear friend, it's a blessed life. It's a blessed life when Jesus Christ takes over your life. Don't forget, he takes over assets and liabilities. Can you imagine Jesus Christ underwriting your liabilities throughout life? Can you imagine him taking over all your battles? Can you imagine him taking over your financial needs, taking over your marital problems, taking over your health challenges? What do you think is going to happen if your king is the great physician? The one that healed all kinds of sicknesses. In fact, the one that is the resurrection and the life. Oh, come on here. The king said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anybody who is under my government, he will not die. Even if he leaves this world, he's going to spend eternity with me in heaven. You are going to receive eternal life. You are going to receive strength in your mortal body. You will receive answers to your prayers. You will receive peace in your heart. You will receive quietness in your family. You will receive blessing on your children, on the work of your hands. And do you know, my friend, even in this life, Jesus will prosper you. Jesus Christ owns heaven and earth. It's not a story. It's not a theory. Nigeria, your country, uh, Cameroon, Kenya, Sierra Leone, the United Kingdom, it all belongs to Jesus Christ. He is Lord of the nations. How can you have such a person as your king and lack in life? But you see, the problem we are facing is that many of us, we want the benefits of the king. We want to enjoy the benefits of the government, but we don't want to surrender all at the feet of the king. 
and that is not how it works and so i want to give you an opportunity on this special broadcast to see that jesus christ wants to be king in your life but he doesn't want to deceive you see this thing is not just just come out come to church join our church this is not about just joining our church it is about uh, the entrance of a king into a life and that changes everything it changes your desires it changes your pursuits it changes your agendas and it changes the direction and the priorities of your life the king is going to come first before everything else but don't forget you cannot put him first and come up last the king is going to take over assets and liabilities would you like to with joy and humility of heart with repentance from your sins would you like to say jesus come into my heart i'd like to pray that prayer with you i'd like to give you that opportunity because jesus loves you and he wants to be king over your life he wants to reign in your family and you are going to see the difference jesus changed my life oh i'm telling you my dear friend jesus christ changed my life he absolutely i will not go back to what i used to be his government has blessed me in every way possible and for time and for eternity his goodness will be upon your life but for that to happen you need to answer his call would you like to pray this prayer with me to make jesus king over your life wherever you are in the garden listening to this in your car at home in the office uh, just pray this prayer with me with all of your heart say lord jesus today i surrender all to you i ask you jesus come into my heart as king of my life jesus jesus take my life spirit soul and body and reign in me as my king give me power to become your child and give me grace to follow you and to obey you i surrender all to you jesus and now i receive you as my lord and as my king welcome jesus thank you savior amen now if you pray that prayer with all of your heart things are no longer what they used to be there is a king in place now and i would like to invite you um, to contact me at the addresses that will be provided we would like to give you some materials that will encourage you as you run your race and as you walk with jesus we want to show you how this kingdom works and don't forget to stay tuned so that you can learn more about this kingdom life and I'm also available to provide counsel and you can contact me through the address that will be provided uh, shortly by my announcer. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains will become. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Living Truth today. We believe you've been blessed. Connect with Dr. Ferdinand on Facebook, facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. That is facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. Or call 0808-793-5270. That is 0808-793-5270. Or visit our website, www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com for more resources and to sign up to our Living Truth Podcast. Until next week when we bring to you another edition of Living Truth. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. And your power shone.